Welcome to the Success Journey Show. Let's travel together through the lives of individuals on the road to success. Hey, what's going on, travelers? It is Ricky Venters and Marlon Madden, and we are back with you for another week of the Success Journey Show. What's going on? What's going on? How's everyone doing today? What's up, Marlon? Hey, man, I am living the dream, Ricky. Man, I'm telling you, there's something I want to touch on. I don't know if you looked at my Instagram or Facebook a couple weeks ago. You know, I don't post a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, I showed when I went to the, I went on a boat with, um, he's, it, well, if civilians are listening, he's a master gun. He's E9 on the enlisted side of the military. He's the highest ranks he can go. He's done a lot of stuff. He's been in for 30 years. Um, this gentleman is a very, you know, he's a Marine's Marine. So he's, he's one of my guys that I look up to. And, you know, he's retired. And I think last week, Sunday was his last day on active duty. Oh, wow. So 30 years of service and he retired. And I wow. went on a boat with him. My kids got to drive, drive the boat or navigate the boat or whatever the situation is. And, but this on Friday, he was, um, you know, they went through a gathering and him and his wife jumped on his motorcycle. And they don't ride fast. They don't ride, you know, they're, they're older folks, you know, they, they have Harleys and they're, they're not doing no speeding and somebody ran him over. Ooh. So he's in uh he, he went to ICU and he's in intensive care and he, he had a femur that's busted. His rib kit is rib busted, but the way how it was busted or, or broken, it was pressing down on his lungs. But because he had had a heart attack right before he got out of the Marine Corps, his blood pressure was low and they couldn't, um, they couldn't do the operations that they wanted to do because his blood pressure was low. You understand what I'm saying? So, um, it's just, it's just a, here today, gone tomorrow. And, and for people, sometimes you have somebody that, you know, if, if, if you're a church goer, if you're not a church goer or whatever the situation is, you have a family member you're upset at because they came to the, they came to the family gathering and they didn't bring the potato salad that you thought they were going to bring. So you haven't spoken to them in six months. Um, the lady at church knows that, you know, you, you sit in this certain role every week and she got there before you. She sat on that pew and you're upset with her because she sat in your favorite chair, you know, um, that all this is insignificant. Man. Because when you really look at when you really take things, things into perspective, you understand that you could be here today, gone tomorrow. So he's not gone. He's still in the hospital. And our prayers go out to um, Master Gunny Copa um, and his family. And uh, he, he, he's settling real good now. He, they, they've, done, they've done different operations. They're taking it in, in, in steps. But um, it's just the fact that here today, gone tomorrow, man. And that, 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 that's been hitting me since, since, um, since Saturday when I got mm. the Friday when I got it. Like, you could just be here. You could talk to the person yesterday and they're gone they're gone the next day and it doesn't have to be a sickness or nothing it's just be an accident man that that's crazy marlon man i'm man well thank thank the lord that he is he's safe man he he you know he's being cared to and he he's pulling through man but that could have been it you know and yeah you know we, we we take like you said we often take life for granted and you know one thing that i, I listened to something today this morning and it's funny because, you know, we didn't talk about any of this stuff. Um, nope. And a, a, a resounding theme kept playing over and over in my head. And it was, I, Ricky, I need you to seize today, right? 
And in season today, I need you to have faith, have confidence, and fully believe, right? Mm. And I'm just like, because there's so many days where, you know, and a lot of people can go go through this where, you know, you're not fully operating at your 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 highest self or putting everything in there. One, because one, you may be fearful of, you know, what's your current circumstance. Um, you may not be sure about who you are or who's who's uh, who created you and who's provided for you. You know, and, and you don't you don't believe in the path that you that you're that you've been set on. And I was like, man, I really have to embrace everything today. When I go to sleep tonight, I want to say I I had faith, I was confident, and I believed. And and that that shined through everything that I did today. So that anyone that I encountered, man, they left, I left their presence knowing that, hey, they got everything from me because I don't know if tomorrow, like you're saying, is promised to me. You know, so Correct. man, I encourage man. We didn't mean to go this deep, you know, the first couple minutes of the podcast, but you know, we encourage <laughs> all of our travelers and and uh, listeners all across the world to to challenge you right now. If you have the ability to listen to this podcast right now, you know, pause for a moment. You know, before we even go any deeper, just pause for a second and just think about your life. Um, think about think about what you've been blessed with. Think about things you can be grateful for and thankful for. Um, and if you need to make a phone call, make that phone call, you know, just to say thank you. If you need to, if you need to uh, pause or whatever it may be, send a letter, send reconcile. an email, reconcile, yep. send a text, do it now because tomorrow is not promised to any man, any man at all. Man. But thank man. Yep. Thanks for sharing that Marlon and our prayers. Like you said, we'll continually uh, be with him and his family. Uh, as he recovers right. through this. Yep. The, hey, Marlon, man, before we go bring the guest on today, why don't you share a little bit with the listeners a couple of things that they can do um, uh, throughout a weekly basis with us? All right. Hey, so as you know, our the platform PodCoin is no more. And if you're listening to this or and you know somebody that was on PodCoin because you brought 67% of our listeners over to that platform and they cut it off, there's not really a, a letter that went out or a newsletter that's saying that it's cut off. So what I want you guys to do is if you're hearing this and you know somebody that used to listen to the show and you guys talk about it, they used to listen to PodCoin, bring them back over to any of the other platforms, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, uh, whatever it is, iHeartRadio, whatever, whatever it is. Um, Bring it back over. 21 The Net is our internet radio show that we're on that you can listen to us on. Also, if you want to get in contact with us to, you know, if you want to hear back from one of our guests, you wanted somebody to uh, expound on something that they talked about or you just like some more information from them, go ahead and hit us up at thesuccessjourneyshow.com. Our email is also thesuccessjourneypodcast at gmail.com. If you're looking for us, all of our handle on, on Twitter, it is success underscore show. All uh, our handle on Instagram and Facebook is Success Journey Show, and you'll be able to find us there. Hey, we love what you guys are doing, but we want to be more interactive with you guys. And we definitely need you guys to go ahead and subscribe, like, give us stars, give us some reviews, send something to us so we know if we are heading in the right direction or we can facilitate something that you're not getting from this program that we can add it to this program because we're here for you. All right. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, without further ado, we're going to jump right into it. And we have a, a very, very special guest with us today. All of our guests are special. Um, and he falls right in line with that. 
uh, is a good friend, Jeff Dio, and I would love to welcome him to the Success Journey Show. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. Hey, what's up, fellas? Man, so good to be here with you guys. Absolutely. Thank man. you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we are privileged to have you a part of the show today. Hey, why don't you start off by just telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, so, gosh, I mean, God has just brought me through a whole bunch of stuff. And that's one of the things I love about you guys' show is that you're here just really trying to encourage people. You know, you're catching people at different stages in their lives. And you got some folks that have been able to share their story about success and the journey that they've been on. And, it, and you're using it to be able to encourage other people. I love it, man. So, you know, thank you guys for, for allowing me to be a part of that and being able to encourage some people out there. Um, so, yeah, a little bit about me. Um, if people kind of knew who I was, it would be probably from this band that existed um, a long time ago. Back in 1999, I was in a band called Sonic Flood. And gosh, it's hard to believe it's been 20 years now, but, uh, that, that band came out and I mean, there's quite a story and we can get into some of that stuff, but, uh, that, that goes into that band and all the things that God was doing in my life prior to being in Sonic Flood. But, you know, um, that was a band that uh, just kind of took the world by storm. And, and I say that because I know that God opened all those doors and he really, uh, breathed on it and did some amazing things through that. So I was a lead singer for that band. Um, helped create that first, the first two albums for Sonic Flood, uh, back in 1999. And then the, uh, Sonic Praise album, the live, uh, worship album that came out in 2001. And, uh, man, since then, um, done a lot of things, been on the journey like everybody else, but, uh, been in a movie. Um, I've written, uh, one book. I'm in the process of re- uh, publishing another book. I also have a podcast myself. Um, I also am now, as in the last 10 years, been uh, a full-time professor at North Central University in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's where I live now. Prior to that, we lived in Nashville for 17 years, uh, yeah. traveling and singing and, and leading worship and all that stuff. So, a uh, lot of stuff going on in my life, but uh, I also have, let me tell you a little bit about my family real quick, too. Um, I have been married to my amazing, beautiful wife, Martha, for 27 years. Oh, wow. So, uh, man, I mean, we got married when we were 12. So, you know, I'm <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. That's not true at all. In fact, fellas, you need to know, man, this is, I mean, this is important to me, like, in less in a month. Oh, wait, is it a month? Yeah, it's less than a month. I'm going to be 50, the big five. Wow. Oh, oh, man. man. It's amazing. It's pretty amazing. Oh, man. Just 50 years young, man. 50 years I'm halfway go. there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Almost a century. <laughs> I don't want to live to be 100. But anyway, <laughs> I'm grateful for these 50 years. But man, I've been married to my wife for 27 years, a best friend, my um, partner. Uh, all that good stuff. We've been through the ups and downs in this journey together. I was super thankful for her. And I've got four, we have four amazing kiddos. Uh, one is 16. His name is Roman. He just got his driver's license. Oh, literally. Boy. oh boy. <laughs> Watch out, everybody. No, he's a good driver. He's very responsible. Uh, changing our life. And then I've got a 15 year old son named, uh, 
uh, Evan, and then I've got a nine-year-old son named Channing, and we held out, and we got us a little girl. <laughs> Her name is Clara, <laughs> and she is seven. Okay. <laughs> so we have four kids, three boys, and a little girl. Uh, we're just here living in Minneapolis, Minnesota, getting ready for the winter. Hopefully mm. not going to come too soon. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, <laughs> That's man. a little bit about me. <laughs> love it. Love it, man. Man, I mean, he's, he, we were talking, you know, before we started recording and we looking at everything and we're like, man, Jeff has done so much so far in his life. And there's so many different aspects of his story that we can just jump right into and talk about, which is very exciting. And we're going to try to touch on as many of them as possible. So, I mean, the, one thing that jumps out at, out at me um, when you start sharing a little bit about yourself, he said, you know, you started your, your in nineteen ninety nine um, when Sonic Flood, you know, hit the scenes. You know, as strong as they were. But then you also said a little bit more into that. You said, "Yeah, you and your wife have been married since nineteen ninety two, and That's just, right. just knowing the demand of the travel schedule, the demand of just rehearsals, the demand of just uh, performance after performance, ministry after ministry. You know." Talk about talk to us a little bit about the early years and the development of that that band and just how the absolutely. impact it had on the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Martha and I, we actually met at Anderson University. Uh, we were both on the same path. We were both music business majors, Anderson University in Anderson, Indiana. And we both graduated in nineteen ninety two. And then about a month later, we both got, well, we got married and then, um, <laughs> we both did. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happened to both be at the same place. Happened to both be at the same place. Happened to be the same day, the same church. Happened to be each other. <laughs> I'm just trying to provide some comic relief here. Okay? Yeah, right. <laughs> we love it. So, no, that's good. So, we got married, and then like three weeks later, we took off to Singapore. Uh, mm. Both Martha and I, we were we were um, in Youth for Christ, so we were mm. doing ministry for Youth for Christ. We committed to kind of a short term slash long term mission trip. We went overseas uh, to Singapore, and then after that, then we moved to Nashville, Tennessee. And you know, this is a big dream, you know. And uh, back then, I mean. Uh, honestly, I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really grow up with um, passionate worship the way that we kind of know mm. it more today. Yeah. Um, in my mind, music, my professional music career was different than the songs that we sang in church. Mm. Uh, it's kind kind of different than it is now. But there was no such thing as Hillsong. There was no such thing as Bethel or Ever uh, Elevation or or any of these other groups that are out yeah. there. You know. Um, and so no, anyway, so we, we went to Singapore, came back, went to Nashville and in Nashville, I just, believe it or not, my thing at that time, I was doing hip hop music. Oh, wow. I had actually, <laughs> come on, man. So I had actually got two, <laughs> you guys think I'm making this up, right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm not you a because my, my father has been in Youth for Christ for 55 years now. And there's mm. something about it. I just have always had a heart for the next generation. Yeah. So mm. I just love hip-hop music. And I'm like, man, I just want to reach young people. I just want to reach them with the gospel, you know. I want to 
I want to share that stuff. And I was, uh, I was inspired some by DC Talk yep, back DC in the Talk, day. Well. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like right at that same time, you know? And, yeah, yeah. and so I, I recorded a couple of those CDs in Nashville and I was trying to get a, a record deal. And, you know, I was more of a performance artist, uh, not really doing worship stuff at all. Except, you know, at a camp here or there, if they asked me to do that. But uh, I just kind of, I think I had the wrong mentality at that time that when I, when I moved to Nashville, it was almost like God needed me in a sense, mm. in a sense that like, man, if, if Jeff could just become popular and Jeff could just do the right music and have the right clothes and the right career, then it would really make me look good. It would make God look good, you know? <laughs> I don't think I actually, I, I don't think I actually processed all that stuff back then. And honestly, like I had a real heart, a true heart for ministry. But I think it's the same thing that a lot of people yeah. uh, deal with, even in our churches. Like we're, we're trying to impress people to Jesus. You know what I mean? It's mm. like we try to impress people with our programs or our excellence. And I, and I'm a, I believe in excellence and, and we should do things right and all that stuff. But it was almost like God was hoping that I would be successful for his sense, you know? Mm. And, uh, <laughs> and I mean, again, I, I don't think I meant to, to be that way, but, but just, I was like, wow, you know, I think, I was real naive. I thought I would get a record deal within like the first couple of months while I was there and, and, uh, would be on a tour bus, you know, and traveling the world with a CD in the stores back in those days and all that. But, uh, man, about five years into all of that. And of course, at that time, you're asking about my marriage and all that. Uh, Masa, I mean, can you imagine going to Singapore for the first year of your life, your first, first year of your marriage? We're across the other side of the world, no family, nothing, and we're just in a, immersed in a different culture. And I tell you, we're, we're grateful that we did it. Uh, it was tough, but I think it was really good in the sense that we really had to work things out together. Yeah, no choice. Uh, instead of trying to maybe like run back to mom and dad exactly, or, yeah. Correct. you know, see her girlfriends or my friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and so we had to work things out and we did, you know, but it's tough, especially the cultural differences and everything over there. But then in, in Nashville, uh, I was very thankful because Martha was able to get um, a job. So like a, like a, she started as a temp. I mean, just like, Hey, she was a receptionist at a, a accounting firm. And that was her kind of first job. We moved in there temporary, you know, filled in for somebody who was on leave or something like that. And I mean, we were, man, we were just, I remember every two weeks we had about 20 bucks left after we paid the bills <laughs> to like, you know, like, Hey, go do something fun or something like that. I remember we would eat pot pies. Those things were 69 cents. We had those things for dinner. <laughs> and, you know, like, I can't imagine I was too healthy, you know, but, uh, I remember too, we went, we would go to the, the airport and we would watch planes take off for a date night. Come on guys, we gotta get creative, right? Uh, 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 <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not saying that we were always watching the planes, if you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta fight for what you love, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that's how you got four uh, kids. That's all we had. <laughs> I mean, man, she was working and I was working hard trying to quote, make it, right? I was trying to make it. Yeah. I was trying to make it big. I was trying to save the planet, you know, trying to 
do kingdom work for God. And again, I think I had a good heart and a good uh, motive and all that, but I just didn't know what I was doing. And I, I would travel a little bit here and there. And I had a manager who was trying to help me break through. And I remember I did a couple of showcases. And now I've got to tell you, I mean, I don't want to gloss over this stuff. But it was painful because, you know, one year went by, two years went by. And when you <laughs> think that you're going to be making it in like two months, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then two years goes by, then three years goes by, like, man, it's it destroys you. And of course, here's the thing, right? You have family members, cousins, uh, aunts, uncles, her family. You know, I remember her parents are like, so when are you going to get a real job again? <laughs> when is Jeff going to pay a bill? <laughs> I'm like, I know the Lord has called me to do this. Here's a church. I know it. I had a guy look at me. And so you guys can relate to this. I mean, I had a guy look at me who was, who was somebody that I really looked up to. It was almost like a gatekeeper to a couple of places that I would like to have been able to go. And he looked at me one day and said, you know, Jeff, do you really think that you're going to make it? Like, look at me like that, you know, like, and it was obviously, it was really discouraging at the time, you know, and I'm just trying to, trying to help because I know there's some people that are listening out there that you feel like the Lord has put a dream in your heart. Mm. And I think that's something I really, really want to say is, you know, I don't feel like this dream was ever my dream. And I mm. think that we have a lot of confusion about that in this day and age. You have a lot of people telling you, go out and dream whatever you can dream, do whatever you can do. Man, from my perspective, when I read the Bible, when I see what the Lord is doing, I see that he gives people assignments mm. more than he just says, go dream, you know? I mean, Abraham didn't didn't seek to become the father of many nations. You know, Joseph oh. didn't go out looking for a dream, yeah. right? He was known oh, yeah. as a dreamer. But he didn't look for that dream. God gave him that dream, right? Correct. Yep. And there's so many story after story. David didn't set out to be king. Nope. Nope. Right? God gave assignments. Yep. So I think a lot of people get confused and they think that, well, I can just do whatever I want to do. And I think the first question every person has to ask is, Lord, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So that was, that was the journey I was on. And, and uh, it, was, it was tough because in my heart, I truly believe that God had something for me. But man, sometimes the quality of the music or my singing or my rapping or whatever wasn't as good as it could have been, you know, just being honest, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was working hard. It wasn't like I was laying around doing nothing or anything. But but uh, skip ahead to five years, man. Now five years up in Nashville, still no record deal, still nothing. I mean, I'm barely breaking even with, you know, I might make 50 bucks at a youth group or something, but you got to pay for gas yeah, and yeah. food so. <laughs> My yeah. wife is paying the bills, you know, and I'm thankful because we, we were praying through this whole time together and Martha supported me, man. I mean, she, she believed in me from the very beginning and, and knew that there was something that God was doing. And we, we, we worked hard at our relationship too. Like I, you know, uh, it wasn't like I was just a workaholic and out there and just kind of leaving her behind. Like I felt like she was a part of a ministry that God had called me to do. Uh, so five years in, I remember one day she had gone off to work and I was at home and I'd really disciplined myself to spend time alone with God. Mm-hmm. That was one thing that I really, really worked on because I was like, I'm not going to start my work for the day until I actually have spent time with the God who made me. 
Yeah. And I yes, think that's sir. the key, man. So many people get sidetracked, right? They get sidetracked. They want to do the dream. They yep. want to work the yep. work and all that stuff. And at the end of the day, man, I mean, what was I made for? I was creating to fellowship with my God. Correct. And it's so easy to put the to-dos ahead of him. Well, we can talk more about that later too, but that's, that's important to me. So yeah. I had, I had spent, I would spend time with God every day in the morning and then I would get to work writing songs, making phone calls, you know, if I could get more dates, you know, working on music, practicing, shoot, I had a choreographer, I'd work on my dance. I remember though, one day I was sitting there and I was praying, I just got frustrated. I remember pounding on my bed and saying, God, if, if, if you gave me these talents, like why are you not opening a door for me to be able to use them? You know, I'm sure nobody out there can relate to that. Right. I mean, we've all been there before. Yes. Right? I mean, God, like, well, why have you, why have you called me? Why have you put this passion in my heart? I know I didn't make this up myself. I know that you designed me to, to minister to people through music and through speaking and teaching and all these things. Um, I do remember a youth pastor too came up to me at that time and he was like, Jeff, he said, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I've seen your faithfulness and I know that the Lord sees what you're doing. And he just kind of gave me that encouraging word. So I believe God is going to open a door for you. I don't know how, and I don't know when. And so I found myself that morning pounding on my bed, just going, Lord, like, I need you to speak to me. Show me something. But so I actually wrote him a letter that day. I wrote God a letter and I'm like, wrote this really long letter about my heart and the things I believe he had put on my heart. And at the very end, I wrote the words, I don't care the tears, the pain, or the loss. I want to do what you've called me to do. I want to follow you. I want to be, you know, uh, making sure that I'm living the way you want me to live. And, and from that time, both Martha and I have used that prayer a bunch throughout the years when we're going through different difficult things or whatever. We're saying, Lord, we don't care the tears, the pain, or the loss. We just want to follow you. Mm. So uh, let me just give you one more little piece of the story before yeah, no, you know, you're I know good. I'm just no, talking about no, here. It's no perfect. good. I'm captivated. Right. Yeah. I'm captivated. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. So. I'm five years in, you know, I've had a couple of showcases that didn't care. We had some record company people come out and hear me, but there was no, no offer, no not possible signings, whatever. I was on to my third recording. It's still nothing. Well, I had, I had gotten to know, uh, one of the guys from DC Talk band mm. started coming to our church. Oh, wow. Our church was Cornerstone Church there in Madison, Tennessee, right outside mm-hmm. of Nashville. And I got to meet him and we kind of became friends. And I remember him taking me backstage at one of the Billy Graham crusades, you know, when, they, when Billy Graham came to Nashville and stuff, DC Talk was playing. They were just throwing me around. So, so I got to know those guys. Well, little did I know, they, um, so Toby Mack, and most people know who Toby mm-hmm. Mack is. Yep, yep. He was one of the guys from DC Talk, right? And so mm-hmm. he, started a record company called Goatee Records. And he signed DC Talk's band, the guys who played keys, drums, bands, and guitar, you know, for, for DC Talk. He signed them as a separate band called Zilch. Mm. And the deal was, if they would tour with DC Talk when they were on the road, then when DC Talk was not on the road, then Zilch could tour on their own. And, you know, Goatee uh. would be behind them. 
So that was happening, and then they lost their lead singer. And so those guys called me one night. I remember this, man. <laughs> it's like, 19, I think it was 1997, and they called me up, and they said, hey, man, we've got a few dates that we've got booked, and our lead singer's not going out with us. Would you fill in? That's that phone call. You know, you <laughs> sit there going, where's the phone wow, call going to come, Lord? Yeah, Five wow. years in. <laughs> And, and I was like, man, I, I would love to. Now, we'll be honest to say that I wasn't necessarily a huge fan of the style of music that Zilsa do. It's kind of like a surfer, rock, punk rock type. Yeah, you, fun, were, you, but, were, you were coming you know. from hip hop, man. <laughs> right, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, but uh, man, they just needed me to fill in for like five yeah. or six days. Well, that first night, I went out with them, and, and it was a Youth for Christ function, just so happened. There was about 700 students there, and it was an evangelistic event. And so they asked me to share the gospel, and they had us do some worship at the end. Um, and I both hadn't done much of either of those, except just kind of one-on-one sharing the gospel in Singapore. But mm. I prepared a message and all this stuff and did that. Man, I'm telling you, God blew that place up. I mean, 300 kids came forward that night. To, to receive Christ for the first time. I mean, just mm, insane. Wow. And again, I, I would take no credit for that at all. I totally believe it was a setup. Like God was doing this. Uh, and, and then we had this worship time afterward. It was incredibly powerful. Uh, so then back in the green room afterwards, the band was like, man, will you join Zilch? You know, like, like would you go ahead? Because originally it was just going to be four or five dates. You know, and they're like, man, would you join the band? So long story short, I, I prayed about it for a while and I really believed the Lord wanted me to do it. So I joined Zilch. Now see, mm. sometimes we need help, fellas. We need help. <laughs> I couldn't get a record deal to save my life. You know what I'm <laughs> I couldn't get a record deal to save my life. It was like, it was like the Lord said, it's like yeah. the Lord said, well, we're going to have to take this brother in the back door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not going to be able to walk to the front door. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Success Journey Show. Please follow us on our social media on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at the Success Journey Show. Also, check out our website at thesuccessjourneyshow.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. I become the lead singer of a band that's already signed. Mm. So, therefore, I get, you know, I'm now a part of the band that signs, so I have a record deal now, but not because it was me, but because of God opening this opportunity, yeah. which I, I'm really thankful for that, you know. So, in in the band Zilch, then, we, we're doing this kind of, you know, pop, soul surfer, whatever, music, um, and it wasn't worship or anything like that, but we decided to do one worship song in the set. Mm-hmm. And uh, that song is that old, but I would say, I remember thinking it was kind of cheesy, that song, uh, Lord, I lift, lift Your Name on High. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Lord, I Lift Your Name on High. Yeah. So we did kind of a, an alternative type rock version of that song. And it was crazy because we would do it at the very end of the set. We're kind of doing this horizontal rock show thing. And then all of a sudden we start singing Laura Let You Name on High with this kind of modern music. And now I'm telling you guys, the atmosphere of the place changed. It shifted. Wow. Like yeah. people were running down to the altar. I mean, I was a good uh, I was a good Baptist kid from back in the day, man. I'm like, why do people come to the altar? Why are they lifting their hands? Why are they crying wow. out to God? 
man, it was unbelievable. And I quickly, we all did, we quickly moved to that place where we're like, oh man, this is the best part of the night. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't wait to get to that song. And, and we would almost, we would start like cutting two or three songs in the set to get to that <laughs> song right to sooner. Wow. And we would stay on it. Yeah. And I, we, we would stay on it for like, like 15, 20, 30 minutes or whatever. And just singing and people are crying and lifting their hands and, and just repenting and all this stuff. I'm telling you guys, one of the things that happened to me in that moment was I started realizing the power of this worship saint. Mm-hmm. Because in that moment, I no longer had to be a rock star. Yeah. I no longer had to be to impress people. I no longer had to, you know, be careful with every move I made and all this stuff. And mm-hmm, I could, mm-hmm. nobody was even looking at me anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had their eyes on Jesus, man. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, there was such freedom in those moments for me. And like the pressure was off, all I had to do was exalt God, mm. and He was doing the rest. Wow! And so, wow! Man, unbelievable. Our record company came out to see us one time. Uh, you know, most of the time you're not playing in Nashville, so your record company doesn't see you play that often. Mm-hmm. We're out mm-hmm. playing somewhere else, right? But this time we were in Nashville, so they came out to see us, and we did our little set. I was actually at a, at a small coffee shop in Franklin, Tennessee, and there's probably a hundred people in the place. And at the end, we did that, Lord, I lift your name on high. And I'm telling you, the, the record company president came up to us afterwards. And basically, he said, man, whatever that was, and like, you guys did a great job tonight, but whatever that last song was, <laughs> that was unbelievable. And we got to have more of that. Like, whatever that is, mm. we got to do more of that. <laughs> wow. And so, man, I mean, it's just such so out of all that, we actually decided, and there's, that's more to that story, because we kind of fought this. We didn't want to become a worship band. Because mm-hmm. again, as I mentioned earlier, like worship was not popular. It wasn't cool. Uh, yeah. We're like, we want to reach the world. We want to go into the bars and clubs and save people for Jesus. What is worship going to do to talk to any of that? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, was no, there was no precedent for that, man. Worship, that's, that's church. That's what you do at church, right? But man, I mean, we decided we would do one worship, uh, one worship CD, one worship album as built. And so we started gathering songs, songs like Open the Eyes of My Heart mm-hmm. from back in the day. Yeah. Songs like I Want to Know You and I Can See of Your Love Forever and Heart of Worship mm-hmm. and those songs. And we started reworking the arrangements and the, and the, the sounds of those songs and kind of modernizing them a little bit more. And then about halfway through that recording, we realized this this band needed the main change. It was like, <laughs> Lord said, no, nah, this thing is not called Zilt. <laughs> 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 right? so like zero. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, the guys would tell you that when they named the band Zilt, that they purposely did it so that it would mean nothing. You know, because mm. they were a little jaded. They were a little jaded against names like Third Day that were so obviously like cliche, you know, yeah, third yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but the Lord was one to change that, man. And uh, it was almost like an Abram to Abraham name change. Okay. You know, Saul to Paul type deal or whatever. But um, this is an amazing thing where God kind of led us. And that's another story. But how he got the name. Uh, but it ended up that he showed us the scripture in Revelation 19.6 that talks about all of creation coming together to worship 
and it sounded like the sound of many mighty rushing waters. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you think about a sonic flood, it's a flood of worship yeah. of all creation from all time, every being ever to have lived, lifting up this massive sound of worship to our God. Mm. And uh, that's what Sonic Flood was. So we renamed it. Then in you know February of 1999, that CD came out and God just breathed on that thing and it blew up and, you know, great uh, radio success. That very first uh, single came out, um, I Want to Know You or In the Secrets, yeah. written by Andy Park. And uh, that thing was like six weeks nationwide, number one uh, on the radio back then. So that was the beginning of all those things. And man, just it just changed my life because all of a sudden I realized, guys, that this was my calling. Yeah, you know, I don't think everybody's called to lead corporate worship. If you're a musician, you we need anointed concert artists and all that stuff too. But for me, it was like I realized in that moment that this is what God had called me to, and I was to be a worship leader. And I was getting man so much blessing out of it myself, and being able to encourage other people as well. Oh, man. Man. <laughs> man. That's a lot and, of stuff there. And Grammy nominated, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. That Sonic Praise album uh, was, was Grammy nominated. And, and then the original, uh, we won a Dove Award, uh, the Christian version of mm -hmm. the Grammys, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, the, from the first album. So that was a huge, huge blessing for sure. Man, praise God, man. Yeah, I, I, so travelers, I, I, we're pausing here for a quick second, and I want to make sure that you're you're following this through. You know, we I mean we we kind of didn't give you. I mean, some of you may have, may recognize his name, and uh, one thing Marla and I want to do is really uh, find guests that show not just people that are doing great things, but really the heart of who we are and, and what we do. Um, yeah. in, in all aspects of our life. And um, there was a resounding message that really hit me hard as Jeff was sharing. And it was more so a lot of people chase dreams instead of chasing, mm. you know, what their, their calling is. And um, yeah. that that right there is the game changer. You know, you can, you can, yeah. and, and when you're looking for calling, it's, to, it's a totally different approach to the search because you're not searching for item, you're searching for oneness with your creator so that he can birth out That's of you it. what it is that he put inside of you. And yeah. um, when you get to that point and you're on that journey, that's when a lot of the things that you're encountering, the frustration, and it, does, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have frustration. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be any struggle. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be confused at different times. Sure. But you know that you're on a journey. And when you get to that point, you you can look and say, you are fulfilled in the fact that you are operating in what you were designed and what you were created to be, man. And I just appreciate you yeah. for sharing that aspect of it, man. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So now, now, now that you, you're you're picked up after that five year, ninety nine nine year, you you, I, I still want to know how the other lead singer because he goes on a, he goes on a vacation. <laughs> and Marlon stuck on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he goes on a vacation. You sing one night, and they come back and they're like, "Hey, what's going on?" Yeah, like we like how you sound, but uh, I want to tell you, uh, we got something to tell you. It's not you, it's us. 
No, he he had bowed out completely. He was he was not coming back. So they were oh, okay. they were in need of a brand new lead singer. That's how they got me. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> it, it all turned out good. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought they were gonna be like, "Hey man, shake this tambourine." Ah, oh, there you go. That's your new assignment. <laughs> Do you, do you play the bongos by chance? Yeah, know? right. <laughs> so, so a lot of times, a lot of times when you when you're, you know, when when you gain success, sometimes people are not, um, they're not ready for that success, right? Because, yeah, you, yeah. you know, explain to us now you're traveling. You're, 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 yes. Now you can help your wife out with the bills, right? Um, yes, that's right. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to watch planes anymore. You could actually fly on them. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> right? So that's it's right. made to, to us that transition into now that your, you know, your, 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 your dreams has been fulfilled or your calling, what you're called for is fulfilled, the success. How did you manage that success and continue yep. in doing the right thing? Yeah, well, you know, and again, this this could be long, but I, I'll, I'll keep it short. But uh, it, it, and obviously, it's a very challenging thing. You know, the Bible is pretty clear that we're tested by a couple things. We're actually tested when we have failures, but then we're or, or, or difficulties or tough circumstances. But then also, success tests us as well, because mm-hmm. either success or struggles brings out who we really are. Right. Mm. Uh, so just because you have more money doesn't mean that suddenly you're going to do all the right things. You know? Correct. Uh, a lot of people think, man, if I just had success, if I just had money, then I would, you know, make the right choices. I would give more and I would do mm. all these different things, you know. But really, all money does is magnify who you already are. Correct. So if you have a lot of issues, it doesn't mean you can't change, it doesn't mean that God can't you know, transforming all that stuff. But but money really just brings into the fullness of who you already are. So I I look back to those days and I shared earlier how I was spending time with the Lord when I didn't have two pennies to run together, rub Mm. together, you know, and I just kept on in that process. I just kept on seeking the Lord, even when the success happened, even when the CDs were flying off the shelves, you know, that CD sold I'm still waiting to, to get the message, but it's almost a million. Wow. Uh, that first CD that came out. Um, but, I, you know, I just kept pursuing the Lord through all of that success. I mean, we were doing radio interviews, flying all over the world, doing all these awesome things. And I loved it, man. I, I believe this is what I was made to do. But I never lost sight of the fact that it was God who made this all come together Mm. and that the success was not really the point. If I could say it that way, the success was not the point. The point was to try to do everything I can to try to help other people know the Lord. Mm. That was really my number one desire. And of course you can't teach somebody or, or encourage somebody to know somebody that you don't know. So I had to actually be in pursuit of the Lord if I wanted other people to do that as well. Now I will say this, you know, about for those of you who do know Sonic Flood closely, you know I wasn't in the band for that long because it was only about two years that I was in the band and we actually had some pretty major relational struggles within the band. Mm-hmm. And I won't go into all that, but I will tell you that was probably one of the most painful things I've ever been 
through in my life. Mm. Uh, mm. I found myself outside of the band um, in uh, May of 2000, and that was not part of the plan. And here I was <laughs> living the success, living the dream, believing you know, God has called me to this, and now all of a sudden I'm outside the band and had no job, had no idea. Martha had quit her job, you know, we were doing okay. And you're like, okay, Lord, what's going on? Well, I'll tell you this, man, the Lord had my back. And I tell you, it's amazing to me still to this day. She never had to go back to work, and yet the Lord continued to provide opportunities for me to go out and sing and be worshipped. Um, and, you know, then Goatee Records actually came back to me and said, hey, we're releasing Sonic Flood. Uh, we were interested in signing you if you would be interested. Wow. And that was a big move. That's another big story. But, um, but, but I mean, man, that was super humbling to me. And so I prayed about that and, and really felt like I was supposed to do that. So I continued with Goatee and I made three more albums with them uh, as a solo worship uh, leader, worship artist. And, um, you know, it wasn't the same success. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, you know, I think I had out of those next three albums, I think I had one number one single on the radio, which was, a, you know, that's a little bit of how you would measure some of that in the career. The, the, the album sales were not as much. I mean, it was still significant and I was still blessed. I'm still traveling and doing all that stuff. But, but man, there's a lot of pain in that the situation with Sonic Flood, a lot of struggles. And we worked through some of that stuff with the band members and some of it still, you know, I'll just be honest, like some of it still not worked out completely. Mm. Um, but I, I, from my perspective, I've done as much as I know to do and trying to bring healing and trying to, cause that stuff is very important to me, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. the people, the relationships and all that stuff. So, but yeah. uh, continued on. In Sonic, or sorry, in as as a recording artist with with Goatee uh, through 2010, and I'll tell you, there's I mean another long story. I won't tell the whole thing, but just through 2009, that was probably the second hardest year of my life. I went through all kinds of difficult uh, physical struggles. I mean, the enemy man, he doesn't he does not he doesn't like you. You know, he doesn't <laughs> oh, like no. me. I know the Lord. <laughs> he he likes to attack. You know. And if you're doing the right thing, definitely he's going to come after you. And I mean, at the same time, I do believe that the Bible is pretty clear that the Lord uses uh, these difficulties in our lives to build endurance, to Correct. build character. Correct. And he was, at the very least, allowing me to go through these things uh, to prove to the devil and to myself mm -hmm. that with his strength, with God's strength, that I could overcome these difficult things. So I went through all kinds of sickness, but that caused me then to start reaching out to some friends mm -hmm. and considering that there was maybe a change that was coming in my life. And that's when, um, North Central University came into the picture. Again, that's kind of a long story. I was talking to several different universities, several different churches. Should I be a worship pastor? Should I be a professor? Um, the heart wrenching struggle of thinking of moving out of Nashville. We had lived there for 17 years, and <laughs> wow, yeah. built our dream house and, and, uh, you know, been at the same church for all these years, but felt the Lord uprooting us and got a job as a professor at North Century University, something that I thought I would never, ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever do. <laughs> I never said never. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> But man, it, it's just something, I mean, I was just like, wow, I, 
I kind of had this perspective. I think that teachers are people who can't do, you know, you teach because you, you don't have the skills to do it. But the Lord flipped that on me and started. So for the last 10 years that I've been at North Central pouring into the next generation and raising up a next, the next generation of worship leaders, mm. songwriters, uh, worship pastors, um, and, and believing now, now I understand the Lord has me on this multiplication thing. You know, I mean, when I'm an artist and I'm traveling and I'm singing, which I still do some of that as well, I can only affect, you know, these people for one night. Mm. But at North Central, I'm there impacting these students' lives every day. And then they're going out when they graduate and they're going out to churches all over the world and they're touching people and it's just multiplying the impact yeah. uh, for the church. So, uh. I mean, that's, that's what I've been doing, you know, for the last 10 years, uh, just really just kind of, uh, putting roots down at North central and pouring into these students. Mm. It's been a huge blessing. No, oh, love it. Love it. You know, yeah. I, I got to ask you a question though in that, have you, do you yeah. ever have those moments where you reminisce on being on the stage and, you know, Sonic Flood and the travel and everything like, and you look mm-hmm. back and like, wow, you know, I mean, I, I was there now, I'm, now I'm here as a professor, like, man, I, yep. man, well, I wish I was, I wish I was back or what could have happened? Do you ever have those moments? Sure. Of course, you know, and I honestly, Guys, I try really hard not to dwell on those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thoughts do come sometimes because, you know, I wasn't in Sonic Flood long enough. So like, you got if you're in a band for like five or six years and yeah. it gets it takes off, man, you can ride that that wave for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't feel like I ever got to truly ride that wave. However, I still wouldn't be where I'm at right now if the Lord hadn't opened the doors from Sonic Flood. Yeah. Uh, even being a professor at North Central. Yeah. A lot of that happened because of my sonic flood notoriety. Um, but yeah, sometimes, you know, I, I think, man, what, I think that band could have been the biggest band in Christian music. We were on a 75 city tour with the newsboys and we were just blowing <laughs> up and all this stuff. What could have been had we just stayed, you know, and I, you know, I, I just refused to live in the past. Yep. I've had to yep. continually let go of it though. You yeah, know, absolutely. I've had to continually, even, even up to the present, 20 years later, I thought, that, well, I give that to you. I'm grateful for that season. Yeah. Um, you know, I still have opportunities. Um, you know, last year I did the, I led worship at the National Youth Convention for the Assemblies of God. Mm. There was about 12,000 students there, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I feel honored that they invited a 49-year-old guy. To <laughs> 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 I still got the energy. I still got the passion. Let's go, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I'm just honored to do stuff like that. I'm leading at a, uh, the Alaska Youth Convention this fall and mm-hmm. uh, traveling and doing um, speaking and singing at different worship conferences. Uh, all that stuff. So I'm, I'm still blessed to be able to do it on a yeah. part-time basis, but mm. be, then being able to multiply myself. And that, mm. You know, you want to talk about success, right? Yeah. You want to yeah. talk about success is who are you pouring into? Mm-hmm. Who is going to be the successor of your success? Correct. Mm. Me, first and foremost, is my family. You know, mm-hmm. yes. my kids, I mean, I'm pouring into them. My wife, they mean more to me than any of this stuff, more than Sonic Flood, more than Grammy nominations, any of that stuff, I'm pouring into them. They will carry on my legacy. And then in a ministry fashion, these students at North Central, man, by the grace of God, as I'm pouring into them by his spirit, you know, they're going to carry on that legacy so that when I die, 
And I passed on, man, the, the impact doesn't end, yeah. but it's multiplying itself Absolutely. as they touch others who touch others who touch others who touch others. Absolutely. And so and that, know, that's what I'm holding on to, man. It's, it's a good thing. And I'm glad you answered it that way because mm-hmm. that's, that's the exact direction I was going in in terms of how does that experience impact your relationships now with your students as you're mm-hmm. teaching them as to what they can expect in their future and how to be able to make pivots and stay true to the course that God has them on. Or even as you're talking to your children and you, you, as they're starting to experience things in life and just giving them a, a perspective, a broad perspective as to you're going to have highs, you're going to have, actually I'm going to say highs and lows. You're going to yep. have different variations of your journey and there's no yes. part of your journey that is, uh, 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 not, not, uh, um, I'm, I lost my word, but it, it, every part of your journey is essential for where you're going. Yes. Every part of it is yes. essential. And when you can keep that in your, in, in your frame of mind, um, and as you're on this journey, it allows you, it gives you strength to be able to accept where you are, realizing that where you are is where you need it to be in order to continue on the path yes. of where you're going. Yeah. No. Yep. It's so important. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, you know, as I talk to my kids about this stuff, it's interesting for them to grow up. I mean, they were they were pretty teeny tiny, the oldest two, when things were really rolling for me. And mm-hmm. so to kind of look back and think, wow, like dad was famous kind of sort of, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 But, you know, they know me as dad. I'm yeah, yeah, exactly. To them. I'm not, exactly. I'm not former Sonic Flood guy, right? And, yeah, yeah. And so... You know, we're working with them and, and, and to the point where, you know, they have to understand. I mean, some people, I, I, I know for some, it's like, how do I live in my dad's shadow or whatever? But for me, I'm like, man, guys, like God's called you guys to do something specific, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I want to be behind you. I want to be, I want to be lifting you up. You don't even have to be in music. It could be something totally different, you know? Yeah. Whatever the Lord has made you to do, I want to help breathe life into that. And help you, you know, to to make sure that you're you're not chasing, like we said, chasing those dreams that you want, but actually seeking first His kingdom. Yeah. And and if you seek the dream giver, then He will show you what He wants. You know. Absolutely. And then when it comes to my students, you know, a lot of my students, man, those guys, they weren't born either. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or they were like three years old. Yeah, right. Guys, one of the funniest things that happens to me these days is I'll be out uh, touring or traveling or whatever, and and if somebody will come up to me, and believe it or not, we still have some CDs that we'll sell. Uh, just people <laughs> my age and older. So, they're still buying CDs. You gotta get so the back they stop buying them, you know what I'm saying? But I'll have a kid, like a 17-year-old kid, come up to me and say, hey, can you, can you sign the CD? For my mom. <laughs> and she loves you. She absolutely loves you. <laughs> and if I get it for her, she's going to buy me a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I have no idea. And then I get little kids come to me here, like they're eight or nine years old, and they'll have like a little scrap of paper. And they'll come up to me with a pen, and they'll look at me with big eyes, and they'll go, are you famous? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, well, if you have to ask, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, 
Oh, man. <laughs> well, man, I'm thankful for the journey. I mean, that kind of stuff, you have to laugh, right? You can either Absolutely. cry or you can laugh. Okay. Like, All right, Lord, I'm thankful for what the past is, but I'm also not going to base my identity on my past. On the I mean, past. yes, yeah. it's in my yep. bio, yeah. but that thing is not going to define me. You yeah. know, Correct. I'm thankful. That's my heart is I'm thankful for what God did with Sonic Flood, but I'm not going to hold on to Oh, the good old days. Oh, no, I'm pressing forward, guys. Yeah, I'm pressing forward. I mean, I believe yep. God has new things for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I mentioned earlier that I wrote a book, and there's probably 10 more books in my heart that I feel like God has put in there that they're going to come out. And I believe God has more things for me just, you know, to be an agent to help and, and serve people and help people to know Him, you know. So I I'm not going to live in the past. I'll be thankful for it. Keep pressing forward. Keep pouring to anybody and everybody that I can everywhere I go. Love it. Love mm. it. Hey, Love it. Go ahead, Marlon. Well, I, I'm gonna tell. I was gonna tell uh, uh, Jeff, man. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm keeping up a tradition here um, nice. because for the last four four podcasts, I've been talking about this one guy. Right. Um, he has given us a lot of names that. Um, had has has been featured on our podcast, and I feel it, it's yeah. his dream to come on our podcast. And I want to tell Donovan, hey, listen, if you're listening to this, uh, you too can be on the Success Journey Show, Donovan. You know, mm-hmm. so so he he, yeah. he he knows he he knows one day he's gonna be on here, man. So Jeff, before oh, we man. before we let you go, could you just share yep. um just you know you have your book um or anything that you have going on where anyone can engage with you, learn um uh, yes. how to become a, a worship pastor, just uh, different skills, yes. you know, sign up for your class, whatever it may be that you want exactly. to share. Yep. Uh, can you do that for us? Yeah, absolutely. The primary way for people to get in touch with me is to go to jeffdeo.com. So J-E-F-F-D-E-Y-O.com. And of course, I have all this stuff on there that we've talked about as far as uh, my tour schedules on there. If, if there's somebody out there that's saying, I'd love to bring Jeff in. One of the things that I do a lot of, besides just going to conferences and, and uh uh, conventions and worship conferences and all that stuff is I do a lot of worship team training. Mm-hmm. So I will go into a church on a Saturday and I will work with their worship team. We'll have like a mini worship conference uh, all afternoon. And then I'll do a rehearsal with the team. Uh, it's kind of an educational rehearsal. And then we'll lead together with their local church team on the Sunday morning. Oh wow! Uh, now I can also travel with my band, and I can bring my band with me or whatever. But it's been a really good thing to be able to go into different churches around the nation and and be able to work with them. So worship team coaching. So if there's somebody that wants to bring me into that, they can look at jeffdo.com and there's uh, contact info there. Uh, somebody who's looking to grow their walk with God. I mentioned the book I wrote. It's called Awakening Pure Worship. You can order that book there at jeffdo.com, or you can go to Amazon. Uh, honestly, there's a bunch of Barnes and Noble stores around the nation that are carrying it. Not every one of them, probably not even 50%, but I saw there was about 30 to 40% of the Barnes and Noble stores that had, uh, the Awakening Pure Worship book there. And so if you are looking to go to college and get your degree, you want to grow and how to become a worship pastor, you can come to North Central University. You can look up northcentral.edu. 
and I'll be your professor. <laughs> yes. uh, I'll teach you, train you, send your grandkids, whoever you got that's interested in growing, who's who, uh, someone who's talented, a singer, a worship leader, uh, and they just want to grow, man, send them to us at North Central. Uh, and then the last thing I'll say is uh, you have a podcast of my own as well. And I would love for people to check that out. It's called the Pure Worship Podcast. And of course, it can be found on iTunes. Then also it's housed at podbean.com, podbean.com. For you Android users out there, <laughs> um, uh, actually, just we have 32 episodes that we've done so far. Love My it. co-host, Josh Edwards, and I. And the, the next one is going up tomorrow. We took the whole summer off. And we did some new ones. It's actually going to go up tomorrow uh, as we kick things back off with the Pure Worship podcast. Love it, mm, love it, love, love it. it, love it. Jeff, we, we, man, we, we can't thank you enough for taking some time and just sharing your story with us. Um, I, I was truly touched and blessed by what you have shared, and I know our travelers definitely were as well. Hey, travelers, you know this is this is the heart of what we're here for—to help you along your journey. Um, as you are trying to achieve uh, greatness, you know, and, and, and I'm not going to say greatness. You're trying to achieve um, and realize, like I said earlier in the show, uh, what you have been created to do. And that's right. I want you I want everyone to just if you got to re- rewind this episode, go ahead and rewind it. If you need to share this episode, go ahead and share it. Um because I know I mean myself as I go back and edit it, I'm, I'm going to be listening to it even again and again and again. Listen, this is some great information. And like I said, Jeff, appreciate you for coming on and sharing your heart and your journey with us. So you guys, unfortunately, but fortunately, we have come to the end of another show. And fortunately, because you get this here, another episode next week from us. So stay tuned. And we're looking forward to hearing your comments and your and your reviews. And if you have any other questions, you can go to our website at the success journey show.com. Hey, we love you. We appreciate you. Everyone. We be blessed. Have a good one. Peace. You've been listening to the success journey show where your dreams drive determination and diligence are the foundation to success. For more information, check out the success journey show.com. The journey squad is here helping you to your destination. 